Today, we're diving into the complex process of creating your wedding guest list. In this workshop style meeting, we're going to uncover the key checkpoints to crafting a guest list that honors your wedding vision and budget and reflects your top priorities. Ready to get started? general wedding budget and a venue are decided on, then compiling a finalized guest list is the next key step in the early stages of planning out your wedding celebration. Finalizing who's going to actually receive an invitation is a process that will likely take some time, revisions, cuts, and yes, a lot of patience. Family and friends are the centerpiece of our lives, and naturally you're going to want to include your closest loved ones in this very special celebration. That, my friend, is the easy part. (laughs) To take it a step further, let's examine some easy ways to ensure that your guest list aligns with your wedding vision and your top personal values. To start, let's go over why your guest list is so important. Now, of course, you're going to want to share your wedding celebration with the people in your lives who you love the most. But where to draw the line between who to invite and who to leave out? That can feel like an impossible challenge. It's important to think about your guest list and how it relates to your wedding budget. Another really important thing to consider is that how many people you ultimately invite to your wedding celebration, that is going to greatly influence the overall price tag of your wedding. And not only that, the final number will also shape the ways in which you can allocate your budget out across various items. And not only that, the final number will also shape the ways in which you can allocate your budget out across various items. If you're looking to keep your overall wedding budget in check, and I think this applies to most of us, then your guest list is one of the best opportunities to control the overall cost of your wedding that you have right at your fingertips. To give you a couple of examples, if you have a $10,000 wedding budget, you could host a super luxurious wedding day for 25 people. With a $10,000 budget and 150 people, you're working with a lot less to go around per person. Wedding and reception details will have to be kept very minimal, and you're going to need to pay maximum attention to every single dollar that you spend. So think about the budget that you and your partner agreed upon back in the wedding budget meeting, and also, of course, think about your core values and your priorities. How can you allocate that money? in a way that honors the things that you value the most. Another example to illustrate this point, would you prefer a very casual, simple celebration that can open up and include more people? Or would you rather splurge and include a bunch of luxuries for a smaller, tighter knit group? And a final note on budget and your guest list, When you attach a dollar amount to each and every guest, then it becomes really, really easy to see how quickly expenses add up based on the number of people who you invite. 
Now, wedding costs and price tags, that all varies greatly based on where you're located, the time of year, specific meal selections, whether or not you host an open bar, and literally hundreds of other variables that we can't go into here. But if we take a nice round number, so let's choose $100. $100 per person is being charged by your venue. Multiply $100 by 150 guests, and we come to $15,000 for food and drinks alone. If you scale that way down and you invite 30 people that cost $100 per person, now your total expense is $3,000. And I don't share these examples to give you a right or a wrong answer to how many guests you should ultimately invite to your wedding, as long as your guest list honors your overall wedding vision and it reflects your values and your priorities, and of course you're honoring your budget, then you are on the right track. Okay, so with all of that in mind, let's start to think specifically about your relationships and the people in your lives who will potentially be invited to be included in your wedding day celebration. Susan's Travel Services is so excited to partner with you to plan your honeymoon, destination wedding, or maybe even your bachelor or bachelorette party. Susan and her team have been planning dream vacations for 27 years, and they are truly the best in the business for start-to-finish planning services. Travel and new experiences are incredibly special to me, and Susan and her team have helped me plan some unforgettable vacations, including a bachelorette party in Cabo and a family anniversary celebration in Cancun. They meticulously researched the best all-inclusive options for us based on some very specific priorities and the professional assistance in choosing location, resort, activities, and transportation was absolutely priceless. Susan has been in the travel business for 27 years and she personally travels to her recommended destinations all the time. So she has firsthand on the ground experience with all the amazing resorts, excursions, and services that she recommends. From all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean, overwater bungalows in the Maldives, or that African safari that you've always dreamed of, save yourself hours of research and guesswork and let Susan and her team find you the best options for a -a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Reach out to Susan and her team today by emailing info at susanstravelservices.com And be sure to let her know that I sent you and get $50 off your final booking or $200 off your destination wedding. Her email one more time is info at susanstravelservices.com. Okay, so with all of that in mind, let's start to think specifically about your relationships and the people in your lives who will potentially be invited to be included in your wedding day celebration. Things to think about here, what's your family situation? Are there a hundred people on your guest list before you've even gotten through the cousins? Some of us come from huge families. Some of us come from very small families. That's probably gonna be a big determining factor for you. Also to think about what are each of your parents' expectations in terms of inviting their friends, their coworkers? 
Do you keep a large social network full of friends and business associates and contacts? Will you invite your coworkers? Or maybe on the flip side, your tight-knit group of immediate family and your closest friends might sound much more appealing. Going back to wedding mindset, the size of your final guest list really just boils down to your priorities. It's really that plain and simple. Every single couple, every situation, and every set of personal priorities is very different. To some couples, 75 people feels like a huge wedding, while to other couples, they might have 300 people on their guest list before they've even started getting into friends. If you find yourself struggling with your guest list, it is so important that you check in with your partner and have a candid conversation about those top values that you agreed upon in section two. How exactly do those shared values translate into who you're including into your wedding experience? Bring a very mindful intentionality to this conversation and let those values and priorities do the work and answer the questions for you. Your shared wedding vision and a joint understanding of each other's expectations is simply critical. You may not always land perfectly on the same page, but at the very least, you should both be in a mindset of compassion and flexibility so that you can eventually settle on fair compromises. Then as you're thinking about your guest list, it is also really important to keep family expectations in mind. How much say are your parents gonna have in who you invite? Creating a guest list is tricky enough to say nothing of adding in the opinions and the friendships of two different sets of parents and and or extended families. So it's important to have a candid conversation with each of your families and agree upon some general guidelines regarding who can invite who. Oftentimes it comes up that if one or both sets of your parents are contributing to the wedding financially, then they automatically hold veto power over the guest list. This can be challenging, and I will offer that you should work through it the same way you work through everything else using the mindset principles that we set up in section one. You're going to communicate openly to avoid misunderstandings. You're going to avoid making assumptions that can lead to resentment, frustration, bitterness. When we talk about identifying your top values and your top priorities and honoring them, I do not ever mean to say that you would automatically shut down your families and shut down anyone else's any opinion that anyone else has about what you quote should or shouldn't do. It's much more gray area than that to say that it's black and white, that you can always just honor what you want and never take into account anyone else's opinion. Of course, that's not realistic. So we need to be going back to that mindset section that we reviewed and be uh, looking at the ways that we can flip our thoughts and flip the beliefs that we have into positives. And a lot of that means communicating openly with a spirit of generosity, a spirit of compromise, and a spirit of understanding where someone else is coming from. 
very challenging stuff I know and that's why we put the time into that mindset section so that you have the tools to have these challenging conversations with your uh, with your fiance and also with your families and another popular guest list consideration is plus ones so a plus one is when you invite one person and you give them a free pass to bring a guest so for example are you going to allow your cousin to bring his newest girlfriend when he has a brand new girlfriend every single month can your old college roommate bring a friend just to have someone there with them Whatever you choose, save the date notices and invitations should be very specific so that you avoid any confusion. So for example, you would address a save the date to your cousin, Larissa, and guest. If she's not invited to bring a guest, then the invitation is only uh, worded to cousin Larissa. Bottom line, if you're concerned about the size of your guest list, then not allowing people to bring a plus one guest is a really effective way of keeping that final number in check. And another thing for you to consider is will you be adults only for your celebration or are you going to encourage guests to bring their families, including small children? There is no right or wrong answer here. This is a very charged topic for some, but it's just something to consider with respect to your priorities, your desired wedding size, and then of course the overall vibe of your event. Having a bunch of young kids running around your wedding celebration can really alter the tone of the evening or day or days, whatever you choose. Of course, it's not about whether or not someone is going to be upset that they can't bring their kids to your wedding. It's about what the two of you want to have happen at your celebration. Again, I don't mean to gloss over the topic, but there is a much more detailed episode within the bonus uh, guest list section that you can visit if you want more information on whether or not to invite children. Next topic is forecasting RSVPs. So this is a very common question. How many people are actually going to RSVP yes? So in other words, if we send 150 invitations, what percentage of those people will actually end up coming to the wedding? I would encourage you to use a lot of caution when trying to guess who is going to come and who's not going to come. There is way too much uncertainty to ever land on an accurate number and Google searching how many people will reply yes to an RSVP can be very misleading. Who says yes and who says no depends on a million factors like how many guests are local versus out of town, how many are out of state, out of country, what's the time of year, are you having it at a destination, or is there a lot of additional travel expense associated with attending your wedding, and literally a million other variables. The bottom line is, if your personal vision, your venue, and your budget can only accommodate a maximum of 100 people, please do not send 150 invitations and cross your fingers and hope that 50 people will say no. Revisit your list, revisit our discussion points from this meeting, and you're going to need to whittle that final number down closer to 100 so that you're not playing guest list roulette in the weeks and the months leading up to your wedding day. 
trust me, I know that creating your wedding guest list can be a complicated process that takes time, it takes multiple revisions, and it might require some creative and sometimes some really uncomfortable sacrifices from everyone involved. Take your time and really think about each of the points we talked about in this meeting and discuss them with your fiance as you start to create your final guest list. After this meeting, you should have a pretty solid idea of how many people will receive a wedding invitation. And congratulations, you're one step closer to your wedding vision coming to life. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Wedding Planning Podcast. For episode recaps and special offers, visit our website at wedpodcast.com. There you'll also find a link to submit your wedding questions and future show topic requests. Follow us wherever you listen for new episodes every Wednesday. And if you're loving the podcast, please leave a five-star rating and review to share your favorite episodes and thoughts with other couples. Wishing you a happy engagement. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. And we'll talk again next week, same time, same place. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.